0: Jesus. We are the victory. Come on. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Because we are the When we stand. In the name of Jesus. Tell me who has the power to. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come and put your hands together for Jesus. If you are glad you have a hand. If you are glad you have a hand. If you are grateful that you have fingers. You have the palm of your hands. Then somebody put those hands together for the Lord Jesus. Listen. If you know that you are not glad that you have a hand then don't use that hand to praise God. But if you are happy that you have a hand, and your hand are working with those fingers, then put those hands together. Put them together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Say with me, I am blessed. I am blessed. Can never be poor again. Say, I'm too blessed to be poor. Say, I am blessed. I I can never be poor again. Say, I am too blessed blessed. to be poor. poor. Say, Ash. 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 I can't be poor again. again. Oh, you say, Ash. Do you know the meaning of the ash? You are telling Satan, it's too late to make me poor. I said, you are telling Satan ash. If you have come yesterday, I could have been poor, but Ash, it is too to poor. It's, too to poor. it's too late for me to be poor, say it like, say like some of you, you don't know how to add drama at all. You will see these people, they don't know how to see. It. Is it never say it's too late for me to be poor? Now put your hands together if you will never be poor again. Amen. You may please be seated. Glory be to God. Now I want to welcome those who are joining us online. I can see some quite a number of you on Facebook and some of you on, um, on, uh, on YouTube right now. Actually, I think it's only one or two that are on YouTube. Those of you who are here, I think you need to go to YouTube right now. So everybody, let's do something. Okay, and we need to log on because now we are in a digital age. So right now, those of you who are watching now, you can be an evangelist you can be a blessing because it's 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 a season of generosity can we be generous with our data because Airtel say data is live so when you are generous with your data you are being generous as a person all right so can you log on to your page you just share whatever you are seeing on the live streaming on the facebook right now let's share them log on to youtube and share those youtube link to so all those you are not in all those whatsapp groups for fun you are there to make an impact you are there to make a change you are there so some of you have five groups three groups four groups ten groups now why are you there because every other person has there you are a change agent in that group you are there to make an impact you are there to do something so right now because somebody's life is about to be blessed and transformed this morning so go on those your platform and share those links i said they are about to get something that will change their life forever so turn on your sharing now and just put your phone aside then you then listen because you know that you are now impacting people to join you into this service can we do that right now can we do that right now so now share the link, all right, log on to your page and share it. to all your WhatsApp group, if you belong to 20 group, this is the time you can use your phone, all right? This is the time you can use your phone. where's your phone? You don't, your Android, your iPad, where do you, you have, okay, so do the sharing right now. Okay, so data is live, they say, so share, now become a generous person by sharing. Okay, are we ready to be blessed this morning? Oh, I can feel that you are excited. Are you ready to be blessed this morning? Well, talk as a victorious person. Now, I told you that you should begin to have uh, what I call your your wealthy voice, your generous voice, your your rich voice. So, let me show you my rich voice. Are you sure you want to be blessed this morning? Okay, so if you want to be blessed this morning, shout a hallelujah. Hallelujah if you know that you are expecting God to bless you, all right, and you know that God is lifting you, then you too should begin to have your prosperous voice. Now, try it with your neighbor. Where's your own prosperous voice? Ask your neighbor, show me your prosperous voice. Now, so talk to your neighbor with your prosperous voice. Say, I with your prosperous voice. Oh, are you, 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 what's wrong with you? (laughs) Praise God now you know there's so many stress in the world so when you come to church you should be relaxed and be happy we are in the house of our god amen okay so today we are um finalizing on this sunday i'm i'm running up on the series we've been running on the living a generous life living a generous life now i want to share something with you that happened to me during the week because um you can be preaching preaching or hearing the word of god and you think that um what is happening is that when you're hearing the word of god it's like you are reading or you are you are in a lecture or you are hearing just like somebody's lecturing you but the exam time is coming all right so i think i nearly missed my own test. That's what I want to share with you. I nearly missed my test of generosity. And um, even though I, I always try to be intentional about being generous. Now, so uh, I went out with some of our people for a special conference during the week. And uh, so we were on our way back on, and uh, now we are on Millan Bridge. So when we got to Millan Bridge, the traffic was so epic. And uh, we're everywhere, you know, we're just moving bit by bit and, you know, moving slowly there on that bridge. Then, all of a sudden, I passed three men. I drove past three men. Now, I, and but I was so engrossed with what I was doing that I did not take cognizance of these three men. Neither did I didn't really give them much attention that they deserved. They were on the other lane. But there was something that was so special about these three men. So by the time I drove past these three men, then I just had a prompting in my spirit. The, the spirit of the Lord just whisper quietly to me why did you pass them why did you pass them are you living a generous life why did you pass these three men and i realized that at that moment that the opportunity for me to demonstrate generosity or what i've been preaching was about to pass me by so even though i you know and because the traffic was much i was on the lane these men we were on the last lane, the service lane, and I've and I've moved for at least some distance. But right there and there, I always remember one of the things that um, the late evangelist Rea Bonke said that when God speaks, it jumps. So, right there, without caring what was going to happen, I, I just swapped my hand and I moved to the last lane. I parked my car, so cars began to on. I put on my hazard light because now I need to reverse for some for a bit of distance right now to go and meet. These men that uh, I just drove past. So I drove. So at the end of the day, I was able to reverse for some time. And um, then I met up with these men where they were in their car. So by the time that my car was now obstructing them, I told the person that was with me to come down, to go and meet them. Now, something was special about these three men I drove past. And what was it that was special about these three men? They were sweating even though it was around 8 p.m they ought not to be sweating like that but they were really 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 sweating so now for someone to be sweating around 8 p.m when the weather is cold something you know that something must be wrong now so by the time we came down and another thing that was wrong I like what then i i knew why they were sweating actually because they were sweating because they were pushing their car so the three of them must have pushed that car for quite a distance on third milan bridge and uh, so i had to come down and told the people so do you have any towing rope they said yes we had a towing rope so now unfortunately there was nowhere to hang it under my under my car so we had to come up we had to open my boots then look for somewhere to tie their rope and um i began to tow them then as i was towing them It occurred to me that do you know how many people drove past this man, but they were blinded to a need at that moment. I was one of those who also drove past, but the Lord corrected me. Because, you see, I had wind up. I was so okay in my own car that I forgot that somebody was just sweating in the other part i was so okay because i had my air condition on and i could not see that someone needed help at that moment and they were sweating if not for the spirit of god i would have just been like any other person who drove past them and i cannot rule it out that there were some people there to that day that we're in church on Sunday, perhaps pastors like me, perhaps church members, church workers. But the moment they needed to demonstrate what true Christianity was all about, we were all engrossed in our own world, minding our own business whilst our brother was there suffering. And you know another lesson I learned. By the time I drove this man. So um, down from Todd Millan Bridge to a place called Oworoshoki. Then I had to now help them to a mechanic garage. Now the policeman stopped me. The policeman stopped me and said, "What were? You, what, what are you doing?" So I explained to him that it's not that maybe I don't know them before, but I'm just trying to help them and um, to get to safety. Then I can go. He said, "Oh, that's nice." So I didn't know that the policeman took notice of me because he was on Todd Millan Bridge at the at the hem of Todd Millan Bridge. So when I was through. So i had to now come out again to link the major road do you know what these police guys did they stopped the entire traffic for me to move out i became a president (laughs) it's good you know i was so happy but i didn't know that you know i felt that something must have touched him to have now stopped all the vehicles to say no this man deserves a special way out then i realized that you see our generosity always lifts us up because whatever thing I had to do at that moment, I was making a difference. The second thing that, that happened this week, now I'm saying this because when most of us hear the word generous or being generous or generosity, we often attach it to money alone. We think that it's only with your money you can be generous. Generous living or generous, being generous or generosity is beyond money. It's a lifestyle. It should be who you are. So it can be tangible and intangible. It may it may require you to give money, but a lot of time it may not... It may just require you to give care, concern, empathy. Do you understand what I'm saying? So on Thursday or Wednesday, um, this Ukraine-Russia-Ukraine Ukraine war started. And um, I think Russia eventually invaded on Thursday thereabouts. So I was in my prayer closed I was having my quiet time and I think it was even after rise to glory so as I was praying as I was praying then the thought of Ukraine just came to me I was not praying for them at that moment I must confess because naturally it doesn't concern me I'm in Nigeria in Lagos Nagege They are far away in Europe. I've not even been to Ukraine before. I don't have any relative there. I don't have my father, mother, brother, sister. No church member is there. So nothing connects me directly with Ukraine or with the crisis going on there. But right there in my prayer closet, and I believe the Holy Spirit began to lay, what will you be praying for this morning if your sons were there? If you had a daughter who was schooling in Ukraine, what would you be praying for? If your cousin had called you that, please, they are near my house. They are bombing everywhere. What will your prayer be? Will you be praying for what you are praying for right now? And I said, Lord, no. I said, no. I said, now, generosity does not mean that you have to have a physical connection with the people there. You don't have to know them before you are generous. You don't have to have a link before you are general. You don't have to have something at stake there. They are human beings like you. Fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers are going through crisis right now. John, pray for them. And that morning, I had to put myself and, you know, I had to probably imagine that my son had called me. Daddy, 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 daddy. I don't know what to do. Hey, they're, they're everywhere is locked down. You know, what would I be praying for? If I had to they, my prayer point had to change then i had to send a message to our comms team and i said guys i believe the lord wants us to do something this morning i believe that we should go out there and let nigerians be aware of what is going on i believe we need to pull out a post about this thing so before midday thank god for our excellent comm team uh, communication team you no know, they sent out uh, they posted something on twitter facebook and uh, i think instagram and all our social media and then later on i just saw i just decided to check and there was the first person that commented oh the guy lambasted me oh he lambasted me you people are hypocrites change nigerian problem never reach us now you can probably you want to pray for and we, we we Boko Haram is here this one is there now you are praying for other country and the guy said bros are so i decided to say let's hide this one so we hide the post Because I know that when other church members get there, they may say the guy is abusing their pastor. So they may too want to begin to lambast the guy. And now the narrative of the whole thing will change. We will leave the cross of the matter and we'll start chasing this guy. So we have to hide the post. But you know something? Those kind of people do not know the meaning of war. Any country will prefer to have a Boko Haram than to have another country invade your country. Any country will prefer to have a bandit ukraine will rather exchange nigeria problem for their own problem right now because do you know what it means for somebody to be playing to be flying all around the air and be throwing bombs everywhere it's another ball game entirely war is not something to ever experience but when people don't know it you know that People cannot go to work right now. Father, mother will be separated. Brother, sister will be separated. Some people even to live in your, stay in your house. You better stay in the streets sometimes than to stay in your house. Because when the bomb hits, the entire house can collapse. Where else? So how many food can you carry out? How many clothes can you carry out? So some people have to wear one clothes for a long time right now. You don't have to know them before you pray for them. If by praying for those who are going through war, you are technically saying, Lord, we don't want war in our own country. That's how it means. But you see, because some of us don't have anybody there, we we feel that we don't owe them an obligation to pray for them. May we never experience such things. So I want to encourage all of us. The world problem is our problem. Because everyone is created in the image of God. And they are all children of God. And we have only one type of blood, red, flowing in all of us. The skin color may be different, but the blood color is the same. So we owe it to all to stand with one another, no matter the, the race, the ethnicity, wherever, whatever it is. We owe it to mankind to stand because we are all human beings at the end of the day. Created in the image. So remember, we owe it to them to pray for them. We owe it to them to pray for them. Amen put your hands together for Jesus. But you know what happened? We didn't do it for show. We did it because of love. Later that afternoon, I realized that for the first time normally we, we, our Twitter handle, we when we post we have one two views, three views, four views. But before the close of the day that day, we've had over 440 views. And on our Facebook for the first time if you go to our Facebook, but you see a lot of white people now. I saw a lot of, some white people began to share our post. It's, it's the first time I'm saying that. Right? That means, you see, generosity will always take you higher. That's what I want to say. You don't need to do it because you are showing sure, you know, up, but let it be a lifestyle. And you will say that the more generous you become, the more your life is blessing others, the higher you begin to go in life. Those who look inward, go downward those who look outward go upward when you look outward to others you your life go upward when you look inward you go downward that is the formula so the more you look in you become more selfish more self-centered you are going to just see yourself going down but when you always look outward you always think about others loving others being a blessing to others looking at how much you can bless others you will, you will always be on your way upward always remember those who look outward go upward those who look in what go downward praise god today we are riding up very quickly by sharing on the subject of god's will is my prosperity god's will is my prosperity god wants you to prosper all right psalm 35 verse 27 says let them shout for joy and be glad that I favor my righteous cause yea let them save Continually, some 35 verse 27. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Let the Lord be magnified. Who takes pleasure? Who takes delight? Who rejoices when his servant begins to prosper? When his children begins to prosper? When his children begins to do well? It brings joy to the heart of God. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. That ye through the poverty, that you through his poverty might be rich. Now, according to human standard, we may not think that Jesus was rich because he was not rich. Among the top uh, four billionaires, Guinness Book of Record, as those who are rich. But you see, there is, there is a distinction between kingdom prosperity and worldly prosperity. You can be rich and not be blessed, but you cannot be blessed and not be rich. You can be rich and not be blessed, but you cannot be blessed and not be rich. God's will for us is to prosper, and that prosperity comes to us through his blessings. The prosperity of God is his blessing. I have never seen God rain down money. Raining money down. But we've seen God rain blessings down. And his blessings produces prosperity. It produces riches. Proverbs 10 verse 22 says, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and addeth no form of sorrow to it. It maketh rich and add no sorrow to it. So blessing produces riches, but riches does not necessarily produce blessings. Blessings produces riches, but riches does not necessarily produce blessings. What kind of riches produces blessing? It is riches that is working to fulfill the purpose of God. You see, the riches that produces blessing is the type of riches, the type of wealth that is fulfilling the mandate, the agenda of God on this earth. That is the type of riches that produces blessing. So you see, a lot of rich people are not blessed because their riches are not fulfilling God's mandate. Their riches are not resourcing the kingdom of God. Their riches are not resourcing the agenda of God. It is only fulfilling their selfish agenda and the agenda of the kingdom of hell. Such rich, such wealth cannot be produced blessing. Is somebody with me today? Is somebody with me? When a bad man has money, you see him thought to a womanizer. But when a good man has money, you see him saving humankind. Money is amoral. When I mean amoral, money does not have its own moral. Money is either moral or immoral. It's it's neutral. Money takes on the character of the handler. Money is amoral. You cannot say money is immoral or money is moral. Money is amoral. It does not have its own moral. But money always takes on the character of the handler. It is the handler that determines the morals of the money. So when a child of God has money, it fulfills the agenda, the mandates of his kingdom. And when a child of the kingdom of darkness has money, it fulfills the immoral agenda of the devil. Money is amoral; It's neutral. Is somebody with me today? Now... One of the key things that we need to fight in our life is the love of money. God's will is our prosperity, but God does not want you to love money. Because the moment you love money, money becomes your agenda. You can never, ever, ever please God again. 1 Timothy 6 verse 10 says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which was some coveted after, they have heard from the faith. You see, they have gone astray. Once you love money, you will go astray. Because it becomes your god, say so they have gone astray and pierced themselves through with many sorrows, with not a few sorrows, but many sorrows, and fall, And he said, pierced himself with many sorrows. But he said, But thou, O child of God, thou, O man of God, thou, O Christian, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Flee the love of money. Flee making money your aim in life. Let the blessing of God be your hand. Is somebody with me? Matthew chapter 13 verse 22 says, He also that receives seed among the tongues is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. The deceitfulness of riches. You know when you have money eh? Uh, you don't know who you, you You don't know your true character until there's money in your hand. Oh, you think you are humble? Wait until you have you buy your first car. When money enters a man's hand, even his taste change. You hear something like, you know, I don't like taking ordinary water. Just water, you know. <laughs> oh God. Even the way we walk changed. One day I was going to shake hands with a rich man. He looked at me that I he felt that I was so poor. When I stretched forth my own five finger, uh, do you know what the man did for me? He gave me one of his own. I'm telling you, somebody has shook my hand like this before. A rich man. Because he was a rich man. <laughs> I gave you five fingers, you gave me one. That's i you, you are we are not on the same words never so god's will is your prosperity but number one your motive for money matters to god why do you want to be rich because this is why most christians are poor because they they don't have the right motive they don't have the right motive they don't have the right motive for wealth for kingdom prosperity to have its way in your hand, your motive must first be right. Let me ask you if you have 20 million today, what will you do with it? For some of us, the first thing is to buy a car. Then you are a poor person. For some of us, the person is to go, you want to go and just. That woman that has have been talking to me like that, that woman, I will show her. have you ever thought about it that if you have 20 million today, what will you do with it now what you will do with it determines whether that money will come to your hand from god or from the devil what will you do with it what will you do with it before i ever had my first one million in my life before i ever crossed one million it took a time i always knew what i would do when i ever crossed that figure it took time I remember when I looked at Ria Bonke as a secondary school student. And I lifted up now that you are born again. And my prayer was, Lord, if you will help me, I will give to this man. He will not just be sponsoring this crusade. I was in secondary school when I lifted up now that you are born again. Two major occasions, God gave me the opportunity to honor Ria Bonke. One was when I was with him in, at his place in US, the other was the last crusade. He had here i always remember that now i am at the stage where god has answered that prayer i remember that last crusade when we took our check there as a ministry they didn't believe it it was checked in the several more than five at least in the five figures very far and we've never given us of offering they were so shocked. The bank bounced the check because we did not confirm because they felt that we have never given such an amount We said, no, we are giving this amount. This man cannot come from U.S. to be winning so and we will not be part of it. I remember guarding our pastor and said that go to where they are collecting the flyers of Rehoboque, where the posters were. In somewhere in Najau. We were one of the only few people. They, they thought they had paid us whilst other ministries and other pastors were fighting for money to transport people we were rather fighting for how to even be a blessing i remember going to their place at okwebi and saying, how can we be a blessing how can we be part of this can we stream it live can he said no what we want is people to help us paste the posters. we will say go to that crusade we carried their posters where we bought our own fuel and we're pasting it everywhere you people were shocked because you see i remember i was in secondary school as a student when i lifted up now that you are born again or now that you are saved i think either of the thing and i said lord if you will bless me when your motive is right god does not have problem making you great why are christians so poor because they are mo- they are thinking like the world they are the motive for their prosperity is not pure it's to oppress is to do shine shine bobo is to do shine shine girl. is to buy designer it's not that it's wrong to buy designer to do the boy you see your motive must all align with his agenda is somebody with me two fundamental truth about kingdom prosperity number one it is produced through obedience i said that in the first service and sustained by righteousness kingdom prosperity is produced through obedience to god's word and sustained by righteousness. If you want God to prosper you, your lifestyle must align with God's principle. The way you live your life must align with what His Word says. Number two, you must be ready to obey Him. Abraham, give me your son, your only son, whom thou lovest. Sacrifice him unto me. Imagine Abraham said, No, began to negotiate with God. Most of us could have been rich. But our poverty can be tied to one level of disobedience. When he tells you to give your own Isaac, you negotiated it away. There is no one who wants God to prosper him that will not go to the test of obedience. Obedience. Imagine Abraham refused to give Isaac. He would have remained unknown for life. So many destinies have been truncated on the altar of disobedience. Yours is being recovered today in Jesus' name. Number two, it is attracted to diligence. Kingdom prosperity is attracted to diligence. That is why you see in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 3 to 6, it kept talking about the work of your hands. You say, you, you say, your towns and your field, NLT, Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 3, your towns and your field will be blessed, your children and your crops will be blessed, the offspring of your hearts and flocks will be blessed, your fruit basket and bread breasts will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do will be blessed. Whatever you do, you must do something. You cannot be sleeping and expect God to bless you. You must be a doer of something. You must engage in doing something. You see people praying from one mountain to the other. They are not ready to do something. They are only saying, God bless me. What does you, what do you want God to bless? Bless your laziness? Bless your sleeping at home? You are sleeping from morning till night. And you are saying God should bless you. No. So when that blessing comes, if you are asleep, it will only make you snore. Because when a blessing of God comes upon a man who has been sleeping, it will only turn into a snoring man on bed. But get up and do something. One day, somebody came and begged me for money here in the in my in the, in the church premises, and I looked at the man. I said, "Okay, you really want me to give you money?" He said, "Yes." He said, "That's my car outside. There is water here. Wash the car, and I'll give you money." And he looked at me, and he walked away. I was only testing him to really see whether that, that poverty, he was really tired of it. I said, "Wash the car, and money will flow to you." And he looked at me. And I said, "So you are suffering from..." Chronic, advanced, no, advanced, chronic form of laziness. Are you with me? Now, let's look at the multidimensional covenant. No, no, I think I should just jump that and move to the, the expression. Now, so, our prosperity in the kingdom of God is tied to our generosity. So, the motive is this. Abraham, I'm going to bless you. But you will also be a blessing. And let me look. Let's look at the circle. Go to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. I want to quickly talk about the dimensional expression of your generosity. Genesis chapter 12. From verse 1. Genesis 12 verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of Let me read from NLT. Give me a thing. The Lord said to Abraham, leave your native country and your relatives and your father, family, and go to the land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation. Number one. So I see you becoming great. Because Galatians chapter three verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the course of the law. Be made the course of law for us. Uh, then it said that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us, the Gentiles. So That means that every child of God is destined to be great. I see God's greatness manifesting in your life. Oh, your amen is cold. I see God's greatness manifesting in your life. I say your